0: My name is Jasveer. I'm a trainer and a training, uh, training and development professional and an author. And occasionally I have some of the most wonderful conversations with the amazing people on my podcast, Abracadabra. I mean, what would this world be without conversations and stories, right? The story Club in association with my podcast, Abracadabra brings you this interesting conversation with the founders of Joy Story Foundation. Uh, honestly, when I started my podcast, interviewing people, I never thought of me as a host, I never thought of me as an interviewer. Uh, all I wanted to do was have conversations with interesting people. Uh, this led me to about 13 interesting conversations in season one and keeping the momentum going, season two starts with a bang with four amazing guests today. With great pleasure, I would like to welcome Harish Motwani, founder and mentor joy
1: story foundation Harish, wave to everyone who is here and please introduce yourself thanks for this introduction so i'm a seasoned marketer i am a i run a consulting company in Gurgaon here in india and uh, been for last two decades so i have over 30 years of experience working with brands across various shapes and sizes global and indian both so Joy Story was the latest answer I did uh, three years back. We're going to talk about it as we told Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Harish. Welcome to a Story Club and Abracadabra. Thank uh, you,
1: Jaffee.
0: Next up is Mamta Sehgal. She's the co-founder and CEO of Joy Story Foundation. Manta grateful to everyone who's uh, tuned in Hi. right now and introduce yourself. Hi. 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 S- Hi. My professional journey started uh, with...
2: Uh, Teaching fashion in various institutes for past uh, for 20 years, and then on being the panel for gifted admissions. As a professional career descended, uh, I started my writing journey with uh, you know, writing spiritual articles for two no ladies, uh, Times of India and Times, with the motivational uh, columns in a voice and speaking tree respectively, and then having a blog of uh, my own and then writing two books, For Journey and Go Me. And as uh, the life progressed, destiny had still more to show. And uh, we started this journey of Joy Story Foundation uh, with uh, Harish.
0: And we, we are wa- walking that path and the uh, rest is history. Thank you, Mamta. Welcome to Story Club and Abracadabra. Next up is Sonia Joshi. She's the co-founder and director of Joy Story Foundation. Sonia, wave to everyone and introduce yourself.
3: Yeah. Hi Jasveer and thank you everyone for uh, having us here. Thank you Jasveer for hosting us. Uh, I'm Sonia, I'm based in Singapore and outside my full-time banking job, I involve myself in some creative and social work engagements and uh, which gives me some opportunities to build stories that are powerful, impactful, uh, one that spreads joys around and helps connect people globally, and that has me find myself. So, working voluntarily for Joy Foundation for the last three years is one such lovely experience. That's given me an opportunity to uh, connect with you all in this impressive platform, Story Club, which gives us a great content by very talented curators Avin and Shivani Dhalal. Thank you so much for
0: giving us this opportunity and having us here. Thank you. Truly a big shout out to Shivani and uh, Arun for organizing this. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thank you, Sonia. And next up is Dr. Neera Gupta. She's an author, chief visionary officer of Global Influencers Publishing uh, publishing House. Uh, Dr. Gupta, uh, give a huge wave to everybody who's tuned in. And please introduce yourself.
4: Uh, Hi, everyone, and I'm so delighted to be here. What a wonderful opportunity this is. Um, Well, my introduction has already been given, so I don't know what else to say. All I would wanna say is that um, I truly, truly believe in giving a voice to women, and that is really my passion. And uh, what people don't know about me is that I'm also a dentist by qualification only.
0: That's a handy combination of a lot of things, but Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for introducing yourself and taking time out. Guys, all in all, a wonderful lineup to start season two. Thank you so much for taking time out to be on Swari Club in Africa. So, I just wanted to start the session with a quote by Mother Teresa. Give your hands to serve and your hearts to love you are, all are doing fantastic work uh, when it comes to joy story foundation and doing your other ngo projects tell us about the beginning of your works uh, about writing stories of joy empowerment tell us how it all started and what this is actually for you i mean what inspired you to create this or be a part of uh, such a you know project so let's start with harish uh, harish if you could tell us something about that
1: yeah sure So, Joy Story was something which uh, emerged out of nowhere actually. So, it was one of my frequent travel trips Uh, on a flight, I remember I had randomly picked up a magazine and uh, it was a global magazine and I read about the social development sector. So, of course, uh, on a delayed flight, that's the easiest thing to do just pick up books and read about them. I never realized that that small article will possibly bring about such amount of massive change in the personality and what I was going to do. So the article was essentially about how uh, social sector is uh, actually working better than the government of most, most countries. And uh, so at least the topic of the, the subject of the article was essentially about uh, the role of non-profit in the global development. We know half of the world uh, No, sleeps hungry. I think that's established fact. A lot of NGOs, not a lot of non-profits, United Nations keep talking about it. So I guess one square meal a day is something only around 50 percent of the population can afford today. In India, possibly things may be worse. So there are 10 million non-profits available and working on the ground globally. Okay, and that's a very interesting statistic. Out of 10 million non-profits, 3 million are in India. Okay, That's 30 lakhs. In this population, 120 crores at last count. Can you guess how many number of schools we have in India? I think not enough. Whatever 14 be the number, it's 14 lakh. Lakh. Yeah, we don't have enough. It's sheer half the size of the total non-profits in India. You know what is the total strength of the on-ground police force in India? 17 and a half lakhs again, almost half the size of the non profit available in India. So, if you do a basic math around it, there is a non profit available on the ground for every 400 people, and these 400 people include people like us who do not need non profit for sustainability. So, you know, there's something wrong in this matrix somewhere. Either the statistics are wrong, which I doubt they are, and second, possible fact that someone is not doing the right job. For which they were formed, for which they were created and what they strived for. So, if you see around, I mean we see a lot of uh, poverty around, I mean, clothless kids, hungry, starved population, people with weak eyesight, women who do not use sanitary napkins, I mean the pain is all across. The whole idea was I dive, deep dived into the entire subject and realized and spoke to some people in the social sector. And everyone knew that this, whatever we are doing as a country, and I'm talking purely of India right now, not global phenomena, is not enough. So the natural voice, you know, your conscious speaks to you every now and then. And when you're of possibly in a very competitive business environment, you have your solace in side talks, side discussions with your own conscious. So I thought. Can I join some people, can some people join me in actually making a difference on the ground, our bit, we are not going to revolutionize the entire social sector, but possibly can we make a small dent in making it better, so that was the entire objective, I guess that delayed flight gave me a huge awakening to bring about this change and that's how joy story was formed. So, joy story was, uh, no, I spoke around with people who would want to join me, and so I I survived in a very competitive business environment, so I know a lot of chief marketing officers, finance finance professionals and various others, so i worked very closely with them. So I went around and asked who can join me, you know, it's very difficult to at times do you know things alone, but when you're in a party, things work out better. So, I spoke around with quite a few of them and uh, Some of them showed interest, yes, they would come back and of course they didn't. So it was during this dance meeting, I I met Mamta and we were together at school way back in late 80s. I met Sonia who happens to be my wife's best friend. So I guess I spoke to these two people, ladies and of course, and the colleague of mine, Sumit Chandra. And then things automatically worked out. And lo and behold, within two months, we had this organization up, running and performing. So that's how the beginning, you know, that's how was the beginning. So I guess Sonia and Mamta would have more things to add.
0: Yes, uh, before you know, I talk uh, more about this, uh, I would come to Mamta to add her bits to the question. Uh, Mamta, there is a tech glitch. Uh, sorry about that, guys. We can't see Mamta right now. She's trying to sort it out. Mamta, could you try and switch on your video, please? Uh I think mamta can not hear us no worries uh, my apologies guys no, I, I welcome I, to the i am able to hear you i am able to Spiritual hear you meeting awesome all right mamta uh, could you uh, try and switch on your uh, camera please so that everybody can see you as the well camera
2: is all op- camera is all open i am also i am
0: able to hear you also oh awesome all right uh, could be a tech glitch guys uh, no worries about that mamta uh, so what uh, do you have to say about this
2: uh, am i audible to you
0: Yes, Am you, I audible? Yep, loud and clear. Yep, okay, but
2: you can't see me, right? We can't see you. Okay, doesn't matter. So, uh, how it all started uh, whenever I, I used to be on walks, I used to see these construction sites and the, the kids of those construction workers toiling on the roads and, you know, laden in, in all dust and I always through my walks you know used to uh, have this thought the how can I you know bring them bring them to to a uh, uh, to a life where where they can where they can you know read where they can study where they can you know uh, you know uh, have toys to play and how they can eat properly so uh, the, the thought was always there and uh, so how 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 I could do it, you know, I, I always thought of opening up a school where these well only the, the kids of construction workers would be a part of that school, and then you know they, they'll be given clothes, toys, books, yeah, you know, refreshments to eat, and then they would lead a life, and then probably we you know, take them to bigger schools because obviously their parents are uh, the awareness, this is not there, and the interest is also not there. And during this time, again, as Harish mentioned, I you know. Uh, I met Harish after about 25 years and uh, you know the, the question that he put to me that what now in life and I told him that this is what I intend to do, this, this, this is what my feeling is am entering into a social sector and uh, probably you know since as he told you that he, he was also carrying these thoughts, reading these stories and uh, uh, I mean uh, you know having these thoughts in his mind that how you know we could make a change in, in society in whatever little way we can and uh, probably after hearing me out and then talking to other people and then having my nod on it that you know i could be a part of it uh, he came back to me after a few months you know bringing this beautiful idea of Story foundation and he, he offered me to be a part of it and then the rest is history i mean we we, we are three years old and uh, in in less than three months, we'll be uh, three uh, about about a less than a month, we will be three years old and doing great work. I mean, I I am very proud to say that we are doing great work. At
0: it. Right, thank you so much, Mamta. And here's my key takeaway. You know, you guys did not want to reinvent the wheel. You know, like uh, Harish said that I wanted to fix the dent. The system was already there, all we needed to do was look for gaps and fix it. You know, that's the most important thing. And let me share something with you guys, Harish and Mamta. I know your journey has been good. When we talk about conversations in the corporate, you know, after the seminar, you know, during the dinners or friendly dinners or maybe a conversation during a smoke break or anything, everybody talks about making a change. Everybody, and that goes for every corporate employee, be it uh, you know mid-level, junior level, or senior level. But you know, the moment they see the real facts, the moment they, they they see the reality, you know, they always think, you know, what the system is broken. We can't fix it. It can't be broken. There are very few people who actually take the leap of faith and, you know, decide, some, uh, decide to do something. And there's an amazing lot over here that actually went ahead with this, this uh, decision. And you've been doing some of the most amazing work for the last three years. Uh, Bravo to that. Thank you so much, Harish and Mamta. Now let's come to Thank Dr. You. Gupta. My pleasure. Let's come to Dr. Gupta. Uh, Dr. Gupta, everybody is curious about hashtag my voice over there. Uh, let's talk about
4: your venture absolutely um so just to be it all started in june 2020 in the midst of pandemic when we saw a lot of the women in our network were suffering both mentally and socially we all felt like there was no safe space for women where we could agree disagree or even agree to disagree but without any judgment an opportunity for us to just be ourselves and that's when we created My Voice which was a platform for women to come together to talk about things that matter to us, to discuss issues and challenges and of course how we could become better versions of ourselves by listening, learning, helping and supporting one another through this journey. And this of course encouraged us to take it to yet another level and we set up global influencers publishing house in 2021 to feature empowering and inspirational stories of amazing women from around the globe by publishing um, the my voice series um, of books and of course other books written by women and men Um, but what i wanted to say today just weird to everyone who's watching us today is that my voice isn't just a series of events or books. It is a movement to create a paradigm shift for women by giving them the opportunity to speak up and be heard. It's about bringing together thought leaders, experts, community builders, and everyday women to discuss the challenges they face in this changing world. And for all of us to transform our journeys from Ordinary to extraordinary, and together enable
0: change. Oh, I think the keyword over here is being non-judgmental and being part of a constructive discussion. You know, that's what social media has become. I, I'm sure you all will agree. You are doing something good, but then there are going to be people who will be part of that conversation to judge you, right? Not to support you, not to be constructive, but that judge you. Uh, do you think that's a you know? And this is kind of a offshoot. This is why I said I love conversations, right? Do you think sort of in the era of social media, we've all become judgmental and we've got to all stop, keep, keep our judgment aside and just, you know, go through the stories. Be part of those stories rather than just respond or, you know, comment or like to be judgmental. Do you think that would actually sort a lot of our problems that we have? I think, just not I think, be judgmental at all?
4: I think just we, we were always judgmental and... <laughs> We can never be not judgmental. So that, that's just yeah. part of you know, our uh, human DNA for that matter. Human nature, <laughs> yeah. It is, but I truly believe that pandemic has changed the way we behave. We have become more compassionate. We have become more empathetic about other people. And you know what? One thing that I've realized is it's okay to show your vulnerability. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm not okay today. No, I don't always want to post amazing pictures of the cocktails that I'm making or my kids and things like that. It's it's okay. I'm not perfect and I don't want to be perfect. And I think more and more people are appreciating that honesty. Um because truly no one is perfect and we don't have to okay. be those, you know, superheroes and things like that. So, I think the world has become a kinder of place.
0: Exactly. Rather than perfection, we should try to do good, right? The best that we can. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Gupta. Sonia, let's come to you and I want to hear uh, a lot about Toy Story Foundation and My Voice because you're going to talk about both, right? So Let's hear from you. Yeah, briefly
3: So I think my journey, many people can relate to. You know? uh, I was like anybody else, trying to do some charity services here and there and uh, within my own reach, within my own means and. Uh, I was very passionate about doing things uh, with bigger impact but that was not happening. I, I realized that you know my energies were scattered my uh, focus uh, the consistency was not there if I did something then I would not be able to continue and I had loads of ideas and I'd made some ppt's presentation but I didn't have means and resources and connections uh, to reach out there and to present so just a small incident maybe I can share 2013, you know, there was an NGO. There was an orphanage actually, so I, I reached them, and I, uh, you know, figured out that you know there there is an orphanage, and uh, I was not very uh, satisfied with the education, the classes that they were having. So I thought that okay, let me contribute by hiring uh, a additional math and English teacher for for the kids there, and that could actually uh, you know be beneficial for for the children there. So everything was finalized, but when it came to formalization. Uh, the end the orphanage founder he wrote those emails to me it's still in my inbox saying that i love your idea and this would be very helpful but you know what i have an urgent requirement to hire a security guard know, security guard is a must for orphanage then i have admin cost and you know i as a donor could not connect that you know with because i wanted on-ground results on and i was very passionate about an education course and i could not associate with his requirement power just will made me I could not, so it fizzled out. So things were happening like that. And to cut the long story short, uh, I was like facing all these challenges in my, like I was not able to yet go out and create it by the way I wanted. Harish uh, came up with this uh, concept and he was laying a foundation, so-called Joy Story Foundation. Uh, He explained a concept which was collective philanthropy, you know, getting the like-minded people, with the skill sets, with the talents, with funds, with whatever they had, any you know, Chartered Accountant Auditors could come and you know, contribute uh, their skills to, uh, to make that happen. But uh, the model did not uh, have any sort of a hiring, any admin boss, uh, everything he had settled, like, you know, there was no office, the rents for which you know it had to be uh, accommodated for so there was zero in France zero employed cost you it and uh, it was a different concept it's just like like-minded people go there contribute and collectively uh, do something big out there because social services I feel is something that uh, uh, you know when you contribute something jointly together Uh, It's bountiful, you know, it cannot be an act of solitary when you try to do things out there. So I was very convinced it was like a dream set up for me. So I was in for this joy, definitely. Um, Then for my voice, I think Neera, when she approached me that this is a book and uh, you know, this is a concept. I told Neera, I don't have any extraordinary highs and lows in my life. I have a very ordinary life, you know, what do I share in your book? So she had, we had some conversation, and she, at the learning that I had from the, those conversation was, every each one of us may have something that we feel is very personal to us, a chapter. Uh, it may not, it need not be very extraordinary uh, lows and highs, but it could be something that if we let it out, if we express it, we share, it might help other women who may be, may be in the same journey as as me. So I let it out, and I said, okay, and. This, the sale proceeds were going to Singapore uh, Children's Society. It was all for a good cause. Each second of my writing uh, was for the women in farm uh, you know, and even the sales proceeds were going to Singapore Children's Society. It was all, I was all into there. So I'm, I was like very, very uh, grateful for this opportunity to Neera and Harish for, you know, giving me this, uh, yeah, wings to like you know, make a difference there in whatever little way I could.
0: Amazing journey, all of you, you know. And, and uh, Mamta's video is back. By the way, Mamta, if you could wave to everybody who's tuned in. Thank you so Hi, much. God. Thank you. Bye, maybe. Welcome to the world of virtual meetings, guys. Technology can be pain up- at times, right? All right. Nonetheless, Man- Mamta's video is working. Wonderful. And you know, whatever I've heard, heard over here, uh, I would like to invoke a Hindi saying, right? If you don't mind me saying in Hindi, boon boon banta hai right? Uh, even tiny drops when collective can create an ocean, that's what you've done, you know, networking, you know, touché to networking and teamwork and that's what you're doing. Each one of you have got your own strengths and you've combined those strengths to create uh, wonderful, you know, ventures like Joy Story Foundation and My Voice. Uh, so really bravo. Thank you so much guys for uh, sharing your experiences with us. Uh, now, Let's continue with our discussion. Uh, what do you think you have accomplished during your journey? You know, let's have some interesting stories from uh, the journey so far. So I'm going to come to Mamta first.
2: There have been there have been a lot of stories. In fact, we, we are so grateful and there's so much of gratitude every day. That every day we are able to make a change. We we are able to create a story and very early in our journey at the beginning of our journey we we created a beautiful story of uh, this widow in bangalore a 60 years old widow Uh, her name was miss doretta and uh, she worked in with ywca for 30 years and uh, being a widow she had to look after her three kids but as soon as it finished uh, you know she finished her uh, profession she was left abandoned abandoned by her kids and she was left to live in, in a college compound and this story came to us from Bangalore and we just I mean in few seconds we decided that we, we have to help her out and have, we have to support her and then we you know very initial initial days where we didn't even have you know funds to support her but then we all decided that we have to do this and we paid for our living expenses. So that she could lead a life of dignity, have her own house, a rented accommodation, and we paid for that rent for whatever time we could. And she was so thankful. Secondly, uh, in this journey, we 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 have created beautiful, you know, you know, the medical support that we've given to people. Somebody would not just have a mattress, you know, a, a air mat- mattress to support them, or a wheelchair, or or. Uh, you know, uh, an orth- orthopedic pa- patient would just need a support of about, you know, some instrument to be in, to be, you know, uh, required for their for their uh, operations. So there are things that have come to us uh, from wherever. it, it is pan India support that we are doing, and causes keep going to us. You know, uh, Rumi says that uh, uh, when you walk on the path, the way appears, that is what has happened for us there are people who are joining hands they are bringing such case you know case causes to us there was uh, another beautiful cause of uh, a, a young girl in Ban- in in karnataka and she did not they did not have a toilet at home and she was uh, you know uh, listed because she she had to uh, use a public toilet and this uh, came to us and we again very early of our early days of our operation we built a toilet for them and all the young girls over there started using those toilets felt so secured uh, you know we, we haven't seen those people but then our our support is Van in India and, and uh, you know it could be anywhere and, and any person that they, they, we they, they are non-restrictive the only thing is we should know the general genuinity of of the cause and they should fulfill all our criteria because there's a lot of research that we that goes into finding the cause it is not that we are doing a you know a collective uh, you know collective funding we are not at all into it we we look for new case causes we research for them and then we see that whether they genuinely need our support or not so uh, you know there have been things like this many of them you know our website is full of these these you know, cases that we built, whether it was about uh, you know two lakh meals uh in, in COVID or sanitary pads or giving laptops to kids. I mean, you name name the cause and we we've done it. And and the most recent is the Joy Kardshala, which is which is a which is a dream come true of what I used to envision, you know, when I used to see those construction sites. So that these are the stories, you know, these are the stories if there are 50. 50 kids are not in our, in, in our two joy part scholars, then that means those 50 kids are going to be going to the school so that is that is something those are 50 stories for us you know if, uh, if the skill center that we run called sui daga so you know the, the 10 women that we've taught uh, you know that we've run a 4 month course there so they all will be employed after 4 months so that's a story for us so uh so beautiful stories. I mean, they're the endless stories that are created, and we we really, really thankful to God and all our with all our gratitude. We, you know, that, that he is, you know, making us do all these things. It's a beautiful
0: uh,
2: word for that.
0: Now, truly, truly amazing. You know, each story is beautiful in itself, and I'm sure you've got tons of them, uh, yes. Mamta. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, Dr. Gupta, let's come to you for my voice. Uh, can you also share some motivational stories for us?
4: Um, I think one of the things I wanted to say is that um, I mean, since we started My Voice, we have successfully completed 35 sessions of My Voice events, and we've organized two My Voice Forum Global Summits. And with that, we've given a unique opportunity to over a hundred women to share their wisdom, to share their life learnings with people from around the world. In fact, we've got our My Voice Global Summit, the third edition coming up later this week, which again has 36 panelists from across the world who will come together in a very thought-provoking and an interactive setting to exchange their views and reflect upon overcoming challenges. all of us women can achieve our personal best and look again that's that's not all we've been so committed to our mission of bringing these authentic voices of women and men together um you know from our very very diverse and thriving community and to celebrate their exceptional accomplishments and achievements through uh, publishing the my voice books and I am genuinely proud and I'm humbled that this very simple yet powerful initiative has given a voice to thousands of thousands of women across the world. And we've been able to create 100 and over 125 bestseller authors in just one year. And hopefully wow. we have inspired many more women and men to do the same one day and of course um, on top of all of this through our events and through our books we've made significant contribution to our charity partner which is singapore children's society which is one of the oldest charities here in singapore um, by supporting future voices and by raising funds and creating awareness about their programs throughout
0: truly amazing truly amazing and the biggest question that's going to come into people who are listening to this is how do I you know go to that scale guys you've got to start uh, you know small take baby steps uh, to start look around you there might be a kid who needs education who needs books right instead of throwing away your books or selling your books you can actually donate your books old notepads which are empty you can donate them as well Uh, I think the biggest question that comes into a young entrepreneur's mind is how do I start how do I, you know, take that step into NGO when I, I don't have support from anybody? Look for projects, those are small, which are deliverable, you know, without huge inputs or huge investments. Start with that, right? And then maybe scale up. Uh, Harish, let's come to you now. So, in terms of the stories, and we've heard some amazing stories from Mamta and uh, Dr. Gupta, what is the scale that you've been able to achieve so far in the last three years?
1: Okay, sure. So before I talk about the scale, I guess for Mamta had already elaborated what kind of indigenous uh, story we have been able to create. <clears throat> I think the first and foremost task for us was to create something more very sustainable, you know, which stays long-term, you know, which doesn't require uh, daily, you know, measuring tag, you know. So I guess the first objective was to give value for the money to the donors. So that was the top-est, topmost priority for us, you know, so that people who get hooked on to us with a single donation should eventually expand their horizon with us in terms of attracting more people to us. So it was imperative that we create something sustainable. So I guess today, if I talk about how the distribution of uh, projects which happens at Joy, is that around 60% of money which we spend today on the ground is towards a sustainable project. You know, now sustainable in terms, of uh, the benefits which a, or the impact I must say, which is created on the ground. So, for example, the first sustainable project we do did was we have adopted 3,000 women backward plums in Delhi, who have moved from maintaining their uh, menstrual hygiene with the sanitary pads which we provide to them. And now, let me tell you, there are a whole lot of projects which are happening on the ground on th- on this subject. We have every woman mapped with their phone numbers, with their Aadhaar card. We, we we talk to them. How has it been able to make a difference? Have they been able to create a further impact between their peer group in terms of adoption of sanitary pads? So India is the biggest market for sanitary pads in the world, but it's the most underutilized market. I mean, today only two out of ten women, in, even in the, in the entire landscape use sanitary pads and that's a very alarming situation we all know what possibly it can lead to you know 30% of the women who do not use sanitary pads eventually die I mean that's a very alarming situation but then who's talking about it no one we actually went on the ground and adopted these three women and today I mean all of them have whether we are able to give them a sanitary pad or not but then they are using it with their other resources and the sustainable yeah. project which Mamsa spoke about was the Joy of Art Now, these 50 kids who have been with us for the last 7 months, were they had no agenda of going to school. No agenda. I mean, they ranged from 6-year-old to 12-year-old. Now, what was the challenge? The parents went out early in the morning. They were construction workers or daily employees somewhere. And the kids were abandoned on a railway track, which was parallel to the slums they were living in. Yeah. What do we do in such cases? I mean, the easiest thing to do is lose hope. But then we didn't. We actually picked up a motivator within the slums, got those 50 kids from the railway slums, and trust me, we we actually had uh, people shooting them with camera when they were playing on the railway track. We picked the 50 of them, put them in two schools, and today around seven of them have already been admitted to a regular school out of the 50. so transition in uh-huh. next one year is. All 50 kids who had no agenda of going to school, we went and convinced the local authorities, the local government schools to adopt these kids even though they have surpassed that age of joining. And today, I my mean, idea is, in next six months' time, we'll get all 50 of them on, under the condition if they do not migrate out. will be in a school supervised by us and the next 50 kids will join this school. So there was a major challenge. The whole idea was to do this around in a community, considering we did not have money to invest in resources. We actually did a community building around us, created empathy for these 50 children, created a set of uh, volunteers within those slum areas who were influential, you know, contacted the local con- principal consular, get them engaged, and then 50 kids have a transforming life today. I mean, we feel happy that we've been able to create a difference. Another sustainable project which we did was, and trust me, I went around and asked everywhere, no one was doing this. So, possibly it's an innovation from my side. We did an eye test for 1,000 kids in a slug. Can you beat the fact that around 30% of them were at a stage where they would lose their eyesight in 5 years? If, and only if, if they were given a spectacle at the right time, <laughs> And a spectacle cost you just 500 rupees at the lower end of the pyramid. So we have our ongoing and making it one of the most ambitious projects we would ever do. We have a plan to do a million healthy eyes programs and we are on a roadmap. map is clearly stating the fact that it's going to be successful. The average population, only 10% of the people have a weak eyesight. Kids in slums have a 50% ratio of a weak eyesight, considering they are undernourished, they are malnutrition, There is issue of bad diet, improper diet, not at the right time, do not have access. And look at the kind of impact it can create. A good spectacle, a good eyesight can make them interested in going to school. Otherwise, how will they look at a blackboard from far, from a distance? How will they be able to write? So these are mind transforming projects. 70% of the money which we spend today is on sustainable community-based initiatives. As I enumerated in these few examples. Around 20% of the money we spend on crisis situation. You know crisis like, as Mamta elaborated, someone going through operation, the hospital doesn't have money, even the government hospitals do not have a money to buy implant, an emergency case. So we go ahead and volunteer that we will give you that implant. Another crisis situation we just encountered during COVID, everything was hunky-dory at that time. We identified 20 kids who were brilliant, 90% just kind of a. Run rate on the score, and they did not have laptops. So how will they do e-education? And they were all kids of dhobi or a daily maid servant and so on. We bought second-hand laptops for these kids and actually gave it to them. Mind-transforming, and we, we at last we heard from. Manta, if I remember correctly, three of them are studying in very good colleges in Delhi and have a glorious ca- career ahead. And they call. One them of them is
2: in Jamia. Jamia
1: One of them is studying mass communication. Oh, truly, ready to truly amazing. They yes. yes. need to become a journalist. And the best so, part is
2: that they've, that they've committed that after they finish finished their program, they're going to be giving back to us. They will join us in joy story and give back to us in whatever way they are. You know, that's so, the
1: best part of it. So look at the fact how slowly we are engaging people as don, as, you know, recipient would eventually become donors with us you know it's a slow True. process so as i said 70% of the money we spend on community and social initiatives around 30% goes out 25 30% goes out in creating crisis based impact around 10% is goes towards actually delivering joy on the ground and for that we do not have any fixed formula if we can bring a joy or a smile to an old age home to a child with ice cream or anything else we are willing to do anything and everything for that so this is how fund, fund distribution happens at our end. I guess I answered your question. Wonderful, yeah. You know,
0: truly those smiles that you get back are the outcomes that you're actually looking for. That's the income that you need uh, from such a project. And I think two, two key words that I could get from what Mamta, uh, Dr. Gupta, and Harish has just shared. Be innovative, think out of the box. You've got to look beyond uh, what you can see and find out what the need is and in this case uh, the eye checkup that you did save 30% of the kids from going out of school I, I think that's a wonderful initiative that you've done and, and actually I've never heard of such a project by the way so I, I think that's indeed a unique and the next thing is that make your project sustainable I think without that you're going to always run out of options if it's a sustainable one, if you put it on autopilot I think you're in for a long run but if yes. it's not sustainable you know, sooner or later, you're going to run out of ideas and resources. I think two key things that have come out of it. Uh, Harish, taking this forward, I I think the next question, I I would want you to continue. Um, What are the different challenges or issues that you've uh, faced throughout the journey?
1: Actually, a lot. Okay, so at the cost of, uh, you know, what we deliver the project, we do not always have enough money in hand. So I guess getting new donors and getting donors to continue is one of the biggest challenges we have, uh, you know, in our hands right now. So I guess Mamta and uh, Sonia would add into that aspect once end. So second possible uh, challenges, uh, challenge which we encounter is identifying the right cause. There are times we have more money than what we spend and that happens very rarely, but then the constant pursuit of identifying the right cause and the genuine cause. So we look for people within our social circle who can recommend us, a, you know, a real good cause. So that sometimes become uh, very challenging for us. You know, the challenge lies in you know scaling up the current project or identifying, as you said, rightly said, a out of box cause which can possibly create a better impact in the times to come. So this is there's a constant tussle between us when we spend money. Could we? Uh, do specs for only these 300 kids, take it to 3000 or identify a new curve and you know create an impact area which is beyond our horizon right now but maybe uh, be more productive and impactful in times to come. So, uh, these two challenges, uh, Mamta and Sonia, you can add, I guess you are more closer to the donor uh, perspective of why they participate or resist. Case. Exactly. I, I want Mamta to add something to this.
3: There a lot of uh, challenges
2: in the execution, uh, per se. Uh, you know, to begin with, uh, we were very new. We, we, were, we were a baby. In, we started in 2019. And 2020, February, March, the COVID came in. Now, we, we had funds. and uh, uh, But then, uh, you know, what about, you know, how, how to act upon them? Because, you know, when you were too nascent in your journey, and then you, you face an obstacle like this, It might just kill you, you know. It might just, you know, finish you off because you you don't have anything to perform. But then the idea of, you know, when we saw these uh, the daily wages and the food crisis that we could see all around us, now we had the money, we we had the intent, but we did not. the Logistics was a problem because everything was there was a lockdown everywhere. But then again, you know, if you have a thought, if you're giving that back to the universe, the universe will bring you. Uh, you know, the ideas and what would, would you get, Would would get you onto that path. So another uh, NGO joined hand with us and they supported us with all the logistics. And you will not believe we were doing thousand meals a day, about two and a half lakh meals we did in, in a span of one month. And, uh, you know, uh, Whatever support the daily wages wanted, you know the people who were who were just going back to their homes. Whether it was footwear they needed, whether it it was it was anything on their journey back home, because they were the ones who were the most affected. We we were still sitting in our home baking cakes and making new dishes, and you know we, we, we were happy with that. But uh, that they were in the real stage of uh, you know they were facing the COVID as nobody else did. So that was one of, so sometimes logistic support is there because our cause might come from, uh, you know, uh, from funny part or from, from anywhere at And obviously, we can't travel to every place to look for the authenticity of that cause. But then we, we are relying on a gut feeling, we're talk, talking to people, we are trying to find out that, that is genuine. Because you know, we, we are we we are uh, answerable to the donors who are donating to us because we are telling them that this money would go to that cause. So we have to make sure that it goes to that cost. So logistics is one problem, and secondly, you now you know as we we have as that said, we have about three thousand odd women under our, uh, this thing where we, you know, we are support, uh, supporting them with the sanitary pads for past three years. Now, getting those pads is is, is is a huge problem in the sense that, you know, though we say that we, we there is a government, uh, you know, organization doing it, but then, you know, getting them and then, you know, making sure that it reaches the right kind of, uh, the right women who are, you know, with us and supporting them every month because this is something which, which is unavoidable you know you can't tell a woman that maybe we, we, we are out of supplies and you do whatever you want to do with your problem so uh, that that kind of a problem is there so uh, there are hurdles there are a lot of hurdles then you know obviously uh, getting donations is is sometimes you know you were seeing the cause which requires some amount of money but then you're short of those funds so there's hurdles at every step but then i'm sure we will happily treaded through
0: all the hurdles and uh, you know we, we are on a journey very beautifully and we hopefully want to just carry it forward in, in the best way oh, Truly truly amazing I mean that first one year of lockdown of COVID-19 was truly extraordinary I mean we had all thought about it right we had all thought about the Spanish flu and it might come back but we had yes. no idea that it would actually come across in our lifetime we would actually see that situation and it was totally, truly heartbreaking to see, you know, so many people walking back home, thousands of kilometers. Uh, but Manta you rightly said, you know, even after the lockdown, even after the restrictions, you had the will. Hence, you found the way. I think that's a truly amazing thing. Thank you so much, uh, Harish and Manta for sharing about the challenges. Uh, so now, now let's come to. I'm going to come to Dr. Gupta. I mean, let's talk about networking, right? This work is all about networking. This this work is all about minds coming together right people coming together so what inspires or resist uh, people or let's say organizations to collaborate with you let's hear from you first
4: um so i think one of the challenges that we had was um when we, when we started the whole My Voice program and we were very fortunate that there wasn't you know, any resistance, people were very, very supportive and were coming out, so we even wanted to talk about it. But the challenge we had was when we decided that we wanted to put it together as a book. Now, getting people to write for it and having the courage to share their journeys wasn't an issue at all. But when it came to publishing, that's when we actually struggled because we went to so many different publishers, and um, you know, a lot of them wouldn't even reply back to us. So, you know, we're sitting there waiting months after months, wondering what's happening. And finally, we found some inroads <laughs> and we spoke to some and said, What is the issue? I mean, we've got a really, really good book together. And they said, Look, many of your writers are first time writers and they're not professional writers and they come from different walks of lives. So I said, well isn't that the beauty of this whole project? And they said that's also why many of the publishing houses are going to be hesitant because you know there's no precedent and you know they're not sure if they're you know if this is going to be successful or not. So we said look if nobody gives us a chance, we'll always be first time writers. So I said this is a bit of a chicken and egg situation. They said, well there's nothing we can do and then we went to some second tier publishing houses and we figured out that it was not only very expensive, but the fact is that they wouldn't do any marketing for us. And I said, look, if we don't market these books, our five friends and probably, you know, our moms are gonna buy this book and that's it. And that's not the idea. The idea is to get the stories out to hundreds and thousands of people. And literally just we, out of sheer frustration, I was sitting down with my partner and i said you know what we're just going to do this ourselves and she said "Ah, but we don't know anything about publishing i said well we'll learn why not and of course famous last words but you know how hard it could be it was hard it was very difficult and we struggled to get the right team but we put in the effort because we knew that if we do this once and if we get this right then there's no stopping us. And again, this also comes to, you know, the advice that you were saying about the entrepreneurs that, you know, I think the main thing is to never give up, to be very confident about what you have in mind and to be passionate. And we had all of those things together and we said we're gonna do this. We got together an editorial team and again here COVID again was something that was positive that came up because now everything became so global everything was online that we didn't have to put in expensive resources so we had teams in so many different parts of the world working round the clock and um, that that really really not just fulfilled our dream but also fulfilled dreams of so many people who want to get published and you know did not have the opportunity um and in terms of the support that we got from women all over the world, it was really, really overwhelming that there were so many women who wanted to be part of this initiative, who wanted to share their journeys and to inspire, motivate and empower uh, not just women, but men as well. In fact, we had, we've had, we had domestic workers from Philippines and Indonesia. We've had transgender women from India who have written in our books who Otherwise would never have had such an opportunity to share their voice or to have themselves heard. Um, in fact, just where really, I have to admit that I am so grateful that every day we're getting closer to achieving our vision of sharing this responsibility and making a difference, turning challenges into inspiration and ultimately providing each other with, you know, much-needed support to make life happen
0: in our own terms. Yeah, you know, uh, welcome to the world of publishing wherein everybody wants a good story, but nobody wants to publish a new author. That's that's the story of a, a, you know, new author. But yeah, truly, uh, you know, that's the biggest challenge uh, in publishing industry and you've done something fantastic by creating this platform wherein even a non-author can come to you and publish their story that that's indeed wonderful uh, now let's come to uh, sonia right? you know let's talk about uh, you know what kind of resists or motivates or inspires organizations and people to collaborate with you yeah
3: just just to add on to what neera said you know i'm a first time published author and i'm holding an amazon bestseller. So, that's what, you know, that's what it can, a mass movement, you know, uh, 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 out of the box thinking, you know, it can, it can do wonders. And that's what I have seen in my journey in joy story as well. Uh, So, see, we don't hire people. We don't have a cost for employee or marketing or anything. Everything is uh, contributed towards the actual execution of the cost on the ground. That's, that's what make it different. And probably that's what, uh, our, uh, you know, uh, our, our curators of the show found it so, so that, you know, we could be here you know, talking about it, how different we are. So there's a challenge, of course, in, uh, you know, our, our donors are basically from word of mouth, good references. They stick to us uh, because they know uh, about the results, the transparency, uh, the good execution, uh, you know, transparency that we keep, and we keep them updated. We don't hound on people, there's no cold call, there's no chasing people at all, like I've seen in many NGOs, and it's just that we share about what we're doing, so that's what makes make us different. We have resistance, uh, like any other non-profit organization, and the trust is a big factor, which which people uh, uh, develop gradually, and they have to be convinced, and we all feel it that way, and we also come across such fundraising. Uh, people are very sensitive about contributing their money or talents and they don't want to do the right thing for a wrong reason. It has to be right. So that's where uh, I think for the trust factors I would, I my key pointers here uh, to whoever is watching the show is that you know as a donor it's very genuine to have those trust issues but just uh, be open, and uh, you know, find out, ask questions. Where, you know, where my money is going, where my efforts are going to be, there, how it's going to be channelized, how can I have the beneficiary actors like Harish was saying that, you know, like Mamata was quoting, like those examples of, you know, they are hands on. They have all the information about the beneficiary, uh, you know, getting the advantage of this, and how it is uh, you know, benefiting them. So, you know, all that access is open. In joy Story Foundation. We have each and every uh, you know donor can access, and we can find out the joy panchala. We have the registration of these fifty kids, and you know, it's it's really heartwarming to see that for our own kids. You know, we we know that you know there's spectacles that would be ne- that would be needed, or this play school concept. But for children with slums. We don't have such things, you know, we expect them to go to primary one, but we don't do that for our own children. So this is something uh, which Joy Story is doing very uniquely, very passionately. They're getting healthy snacks so that there's a motivation for them to come there. So all these things, uh, we are open to talk about it and we are grateful for a platform like this. If we we get an opportunity to talk about it, when donors, there's resistance, they just go to website and they think that, you know, this is just like any other So the resistance comes and the impact is I would like to point out like what Harish mentioned about the you know, the women's sanitary fats uh, drive that you know the hygiene uh, uh, programs that we were running so if I am as a donor I want to run an initiative like this independently maybe I can reach to 5 women, 10 women, 50 women and maybe I will not be able to do that. Uh, sustainably. Like, you know, I, I can do that once, twice, and then, you know, it will fizz, fizzle out. It's just not about supplying that. It's about creating what Neera said, mass movement, you know? It's about uh, inculcating a cultural shift, you know. So, what I've seen, I've been in Delhi grounds, on grounds, and uh, when I was in Delhi that time, I saw hundreds of women queuing up for sanitary napkins, which was not the case. Uh, three years back, they did not want to even try that, and they did not even want to afford that. Now, Few years down the line, they will be used to it. It's not that we are saying the Joy Story Foundation would forever fund them. You know, with this we want to inculcate a culture, a cultural shift, transformation that this is your need, this is what you should, you know. And of course, with Joy Pachala, mamta and Ar- Harish, they are also having some twin initiatives like Sui Dhaga, They are giving free tailoring services to the mothers so that they become self-sufficient. We don't want to like be dependent on an NGO. We want uh, them to become very sufficient. Standards self independence those are the things. Uh, the resistance of owners would come in. So, in fact, they have to un- uh, understand that they need to really, uh, uh, you know, maybe try something doing together collectively. And this is not like a non-profit. Rhythm. Uh, a typical like people like we have a head office and we have employees no it's all people getting together and doing things meaningfully and we're very open for creative ideas you have something you want to do something speak to any one of us and we're very open to uh, make that happen for you so that's what I just wanted to convey
0: through this chat I think you just narrated something fascinating you're empowering people to be self-sufficient and I think I'm just gonna uh, twitch, a bit uh, tweaked this saying that if you give food to somebody, you are making them happy just for once. But then if you teach them how to grow food or how to fish, right? I'm just tweaking it grow food and uh, fish, you're making them self sufficient, you know, you're empowering them so that they can do it themselves. I, I think that's something really great that you're doing. not just your model That Joy Story Foundation is sustainable, but then you're also providing sustainable resources to the people, making them, you know, sort of empowering them so that they can uh, be self-sufficient. Uh, that's truly amazing. Mamta, let's come to you, finally. Uh, what inspires or resists people or organization to collaborate with you? As you,
2: uh, you've you heard Harish saying that there are about 17 lakh uh, NGOs. Rish, am, am I right with the figures?
1: 3 million, 30 lakh. 3 million.
2: So I, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm very bad with figures, so sorry for that. So when you know that you have we have so many established uh, you know uh, in- ngos there so so you know it's it's a very tough journey for for a new entrant uh, so convincing people to donate to you and convincing them that, they, that the money would be used for the right cause this, this is a big you know it's a big, big task but then gradually you know what we've been seeing in our case that our USPs, as Sonia mentioned, that it's a zero expense organization. You know, we, we there is zero expense that we, uh, you know, we put, uh, you know, use the money that is coming. There are no expenses that have been, you know, uh, you know, catered to that. Then there has not been a single cold calling in three years. I mean, we haven't called people to say that please donate to us. Then there is a the 100% support for the cause, you know, when, when we say that you, you donate 100 rupees, so 100%, 100 rupees is going to the cause that you're donating to, you know, and, and our website is so transparent that it is giving you all the figures, you know, all the money that we've collected so far in, in whichever cause that you are donating to and, you know, how many, how many stories we've created. So the website is, is beautifully done and it is explaining everything. And then, then some, some sustainable initiatives like creation Sonia have mentioned that we have taken up through pool so uh, people are seeing it people are seeing our identity and people are seeing that what are we actually doing you know we, we have we have so many friends but then there are very, very few who are, who are coordinating. so there there is there is no problem at all but some of them you know we we've been uh, we've seen cases where gentlemen. Um, very early stages in, in our journey, he just saw us on Twitter. And he is not in India, I mean outside India, but then you know, using his Indian accounts. He is he's donating to us in a in a very beautiful and uh, huge amounts because he's convinced that we he hasn't met us, he hasn't talked to us, he doesn't live in the state we are, the uh, city we are, and then but still he he is a big support. There was another gentleman who uh, happened to uh, give a lecture in a, at a university and there was a honorarium that he got and then uh, another another huge amount of money and he donated the whole amount to us you know that that they are such beautiful cases and you know they that tells us that you know you know, there there is a affirmation that comes to us that whatever we are doing is we are doing it on the right track. so there, there have been challenges resistance of course has been there there is again you know still a, a very few number of donors who are you know who have who are on a auto donation to us means that they they will we know that they'll be donating to us every month so but there are every month there are new, new donate uh, donors who are coming to us and, and all through word of mouth all through seeing what we what we've been doing and that is why you see that now we have about two joy Pathshalas, one skill center called swikala three old homes uh, under our this uh, thing then third you know 3000 women that we are supporting and and i mean and still we, we have a lot we we have still a lot that we, we will be doing and you know we are planning to do so resistance of course is there but then i think maybe we, we, we are you
1: know, crossing all hurdles to yeah we to have repeat. our own share of admirers absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but truly, fair, you everyone, know, everyone finds someone to love in so we have yeah. a lot of people who admire us collaborate with us month on month that's the reason we are existent today so, yeah, yeah. absolutely you know amongst all the
0: NGOs you know that's how you differentiate yourself you know if the fear is that you will be lost among tons of NGOs that are there in India guys who Uh, To love uh, by inspiring others and having uh, innovative solutions is how you will differentiate yourself. You know, it's truly amazing how when you have an interesting conversation and you suddenly lose track of time. I did. I'm sorry about that. Uh, So, let's quickly have the closing remarks. No, no, I would Uh, just like to
1: add to this, Rafiram, the entire uh, social ecosystem of our country is based on mistrust. You know, the political, social, economic situation, we all keep creating about scams, you know. Yeah. We know there's a scam in every person, we know there's a scam in every organization. I mean, that's what we are made to believe, you know, dishonesty is the first thing which comes in mind, unless things change, you know, I mean, post pandemic, right. people have become more prudent in evaluating another person. You know, but then today, judgmental, we are, I mean, everyone feels yeah. that there's something shady about whatever he or she is doing, you know, why yeah, is he yeah. driving a better car? Why is he staying in a plush home? I mean, people do not see the journey, the hard, hard work. work goes, yeah. You know? People see this must be something wrong, you know. Yeah. So that, people that's, see that's the face value. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So if everything would have been correct and everything, money was flowing here and this, yeah. in the right places, we did not need these three million NGOs, right? Exactly. You know? No, that's true.
0: That's so much true. We don't look at the story behind it, the hard work, you know, yeah, and how many people have
1: uplifted that person or that organization. We only look yeah, at I'm the painting. I'm not saying painting very no, dark you... picture. I think even if people do not donate to NGOs, I'm sure everyone in his or her capacity is doing something, you know, for upliftment true. of the people around him. So, may good sense prevail to everyone, with or without participants. I love that. NGO. I guess they should be, you all should have a right to live in a better world around us. So get exactly. you know, it's so small
0: it thing. Yeah. So, Harish, I have your answer. So, uh, Sonia, let's come to you. What's your final message to people, young entrepreneurs about this field?
3: <coughs> well, I personally think that, you know, we human beings are hardwired for generosity, compassion. It comes naturally to us. And everybody, I believe, wants to do good stuff. It's just that we don't trust enough. We don't, we uh, overthink. And I think those issues can be managed uh, by you know, talking about it, being open, and uh, you know, just developing the system, the ecosystem around us. We cannot be just uh, rejecting it, rejecting it, like you know, by saying that you know, and paying the entire uh, you know community or a cause with the same brush. So I think that's where uh, you know, if you just think that human average lifespan is 75 years. I mean, many of us have lived sixty percent of our life, you know, thirty percent remaining. So we don't want to waste our remaining thirty percent of life, whatever death with, in doubting the ecosystem. And I think universe is the best thing. You just put out the best of the purest intention of the good thing that you want to do and you'll be amazed that universe is your back. And you will be amazed with uh, you know, it will surprise you in the way you never imagined. So that's what my message is for the closure, that you know, good things. Uh, get good recognition and you feel satisfied it's proven scientifically it's good for mental physical and (laughs) spiritual
0: health exactly so have an open mind is your message when you look at different ngos right all right dr gupta let's come to you
4: there we go i think um i i do want to finish off with um, some words by mark anthony who said that And one day she discovered that she was fierce and strong and full of fire, and that not even she could hold herself back because her passion burned brighter than her fears. So I urge every woman and even men to have the courage to share their stories and that would be their legacy that you would leave for generations to come. The journey isn't about the book, it's rather who you become after you publish the book. So take that first step and speak up and be heard.
0: Wonderful, take that first step. Thank you, Dr. Gupta. Let's come to Mamta. What's your final message for people, young entrepreneurs about this field?
2: Final message is support organizations like us. I mean, I would just truly speak for myself and Joy Story Foundation. And help us reach many more causes that need immediate attention. We we we're sitting in our uh, in the cozy atmospheres of our homes. We actually, truly, you know, we do not know that what is happening at the ground level. You know, because we are at the ground level, so we actually know the the, the, the problems that people are facing. So support us so that we can reach such causes and you know uh, you know. Uh, reach our motto of uh, joy of giving you know spreading joy so when, when they donate to us they are also attaining the attaining the joy of giving with us because they they, the, they know that you know where their money is going so i would just urge everybody who is whoever is seeing us show that they believe in organization like ours and then support us to see that we, we are reaching the, the right causes at the right time and
0: reaching the right kind of people wonderful you can find descriptions for joy story foundation uh, in the description below also you can search for joy story foundation in Google it's available on all the social medias you can find them there thank you guys so much for the fascinating conversation I was really lost in it and we lost time my apologies for that but thank you so much for taking time out a uh, big shout out to Arun Bhagwati, Shivani Dalal and the entire team of Story Club for organizing this amazing session. Uh, you can follow Story Club on all social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. My full name is in the description. And Abracadabra by Just Feel the podcast is available on Spotify and Google Podcasts and YouTube as well. Thank you so much, everyone, wherever you're logged in from for taking time out to listen to us. And uh, I'll be back with another guest shortly till that time. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much. much. Thank Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.